Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of Reality Rewind. Um, instead of rewinding it, we're sitting Oof. in it. Um, I got something special oh, for you. I never know what's <laughs> going to happen in this moment. So you could, like, scare the shit out of me right now, and I would not know what was going on. I'm not going to scream, bitch, you guessed Please it. Please don't. <laughs> because that would officially be the end of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. In honor of not just Keith Ranieri, because we're doing the vow this Ugh. week, hence the not rewinding <sighs> it. But in honor of the lead from Green Acres, who was in one commercial <laughs> with him, when Keith Ranieri was trying to scam people <clears throat> before Nexium. Mm. Green Acres is the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. Damn, I forgot the rest of it. Thank you. Oh, but I remember this, though. Darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. (laughs) That's what Jaja said. That was Jaja Gabor. I was just watching Green Acres, Um, too. I love that show. It, I when I saw his ass in like uh, what's his name from Green Acres, bitch. Right, <laughs> man, come from. How did he become associated with this awful, 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 disgusting person? I feel like I say that every time. Every time I'm talking about either a cult or a Ponzi scheme, there is always like, how the fuck did you get here? Like, every- was, how are you apart? <laughs> <laughs> How did you you made a left at Albuquerque when you should have went right? <laughs> Just stayed in Albuquerque. Should have took a left at Albuquerque, honey. I don't know how we ended up here. Girl, what did Rose Nyland say? There's something. What is it? Something's wrong in the state there's, of Denmark, and it's not their cheese. The state, something rotten in the state of Denmark. Something rotten in the state of Denmark, and it's not their cheese, bitch. <laughs> everything cheese was probably the only thing that was like decent in this. Right. Right. So we're taking a dive into the world of The Vow. And um, I watch Seduced as well, mainly because I also have stars with my Hulu package. Um, I didn't watch that. I don't even know what that is. It took me way too long. It took me forever to get through The Vow because I couldn't watch it when the kids was up. Oh, God, no. So I'm like watching it at night and it's like, I start dozing off and I got to go back and it took forever to get to this. (laughs) Um, it. That it was. I don't know what to do, sis. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who found it within themselves, who had enough, I don't want to say courage, who, who just had enough, enough, <laughs> to speak about the this to... found the strength there we go yeah that's a better way to put it who found the strength within themselves in the hopes of saving not only other women but also other men and mm-hmm. like and speaking out um yeah. this was i it, I it wasn't as heavy as some of the other shows <laughs> Which is so this is the see the thing about this it wasn't heavy for me but it's because I spend so much time in that true crime world anyway that's why that I've that I've been like obsessed with this crime because I'm here in New York and I was here when all this stuff was happening so I've been like obsessed with it but every time I watch something I get something new out of this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it was when I tell y'all, it was a lot. It was a lot, but it was <laughs> because it is a documentary series and not reality show. Um, I would say we were both watching it with different eyes, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, where so. like these are people like the situation has already happened and we're just we're watching and finding out about like, what led up to these things as opposed we're to like watching a reality this with show. more of like a cuz watching this it's more of a it's like you the people are almost detached from it because it's like you're talking about a crime you know you're talking about yeah. a series of actions so it's like you're not watching this for the people per se it's more like the facts of the case. You're not watching not the vile for a good but... read. <laughs> Although he it does read, up, but no, yes, like, but it, it like it sounds fucked up to say it that way. But when you watch like a reality show, you're watching these people's lives. You're so watching you can't it for divorce, the mess. right? You can't divorce the people from the show. Whereas with something like this, you're watching it for the details of the crime. Yeah, so you can kind of divorce the people from the show. You know what I'm saying? Well, I feel like I feel like something like this was it is actual, true reality. Like these yeah. aren't people that producers have set up to be in a position to react in some kind of a way, mm-hmm. as opposed to everything else that we've done up to this point. Like this yeah. is actual true reality. Um yeah. Okay, so we should dive into the world of of Nexium. Um so let's start <sighs> with a little bit, I guess a little bit of backstory. Well, just a little bit, because we'll go deeper into Keith's backstory, like, as the story progresses. Yeah. Um, but Keith Ranieri um, is, or was, um, I guess I'd call him a philosopher and pseudo-guru, um, who... Okay. Uh, I said, I, that's why I say philosopher and pseudo-guru, because he he was pontificating to people. He was. He was. Um it's reluctant. I'm reluctant to put it that way specifically. I would more call him like 
an orator. <laughs> like he Okay. Because I wouldn't I don't wanna necessarily because it was like he just was giving good speeches, but if you listen, it was a bunch of nonsense. Most like, of it was it a was, bunch of nonsense and it got worse as the time went on. Yeah. So it's more like I would more call him just like a pub, like a public speaker than a I, yes that's better and i would say yeah. you know what and because and a lot of that become a lot of that happened um because of his relationship to nancy yeah nancy was really the philosopher quote unquote yeah. um yeah no that makes sense it's also highly and extremely important to note that according to Keith Raniere, he has a IQ of, I think it was 240. He was supposed to be one of the most intelligent men in the world. Um, he was in the Guinness Book of Records for his intelligence, quote unquote. So I tried However, to find that. I never could find that. <laughs> because this is the thing. It's only available in the... Australian version of the Guinness Book of Records from 1989. And it's because he passed um, a test called, I believe it was the Heflin test that it was. Mm -hmm. And it's not a test that, I've I've seen it on Reddit and that was about it. So this ain't really a mainstream test and I'm very leery about using this with any, like using this to credit anyone or anything. Right. So it's important right. to note that according to him, he has a IQ of 240. He was in the Guinness Book of Records, but like I said, it was the Australian version from 18 <laughs> I'm sorry, from 1989. Never made it into the American version. Yeah. I'm prepping this up because it gives you the idea of exactly who and what we're talking about. Like, this gives mm-hmm. scammer tease. Like, it reeks yeah. of Joanne, you know? And Except also, less glamorous. And it also reeks of, like, incel, you know? Like, he he very much gives me, like, incel vibes. Incel? Like, the involuntary celibate. It's oh. that crowd of very, very angry, angry men. Okay, the straight-edge uh, people. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but don't you get that? Like it was like, and that it like that's where all this came from to even start all this from like this like built up self image of how he's superior to other people, especially other men, and then by and being superior to all these other men, it makes him by default superior to women. Oh yeah. So because he spent all that time building himself up and he started to see himself that way and that's what led into all of this <laughs> no yeah. and, and that's yes he is the epitome of a narcissist and sociopath mm-hmm. um okay so keith ranieri in the 80s um delves into the world of what i would consider a multi-level marketing scheme yeah, or direct that's exactly marketing what it is. is what they call it when it's legal. They say direct marketing, whatever that. Whatever um, it's an MLM. He opens it. Uh, he opens a company under, under the name of um, Consumers Byline CBL. Yeah, and in theory, 
in theory, I could see this definitely working, especially in the 80s and 90s. In what Were theory. they selling self-help tapes? What were they no. selling? So what they were doing was they were essentially pulling everyone's orders. So you're part of Consumer Buy My, you place an order for, let's say, a microwave. They use the example of a microwave, right? So mm -hmm. they pull everyone's orders for the microwave and they buy bulk. They buy it wholesale and they sell mm -hmm. it to you at may, a little bit of a markup of that price. So you still oh. get it cheaper than retail, at least in okay. theory and from my understanding. How I understood I it worked, I was like, okay, I could actually see this working yeah. at that time period. Because it kind of sounds like fingerhead. That That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of, bitch. It's very much giving me fingerhead. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fuck the September <laughs> issue of Vogue when that Christmas <laughs> issue of fingerhood hit. Niggas were weeping. Okay? Yes, yes. Fuck the September issue. Fuck a Anna and fuck the winter. Okay, it was all about the winter, the Christmas issue of the Finger Hut magazine. And that bitch would be thick. Because Finger Hut gave everybody a $5,000 credit line. And your mom would be like, just go get some stuff off that Finger Hut book. You right. be just marking. Just and that shit still ain't paid off. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. So that's why Finger Hut out of business. I was about to say, hey, Finger Hut closed. <laughs> They gave everybody credit lines. No, they ain't do no kind of checks. Just here, take this money. <laughs> they say here, just buy it, girl. We can make it. But that was the 80s and the 90s where that risk of yeah. you just did whatever. Yeah. Uh, that And that was a layover from the 60s and 70s because less regulations. Mm -hmm. um, so Keith creates Consumer Byline. Which, once again, from my understanding, was pulling all the orders and the money together to get it at a wholesale price and doing a less of a markup than retail to okay. make money off of that while also getting you a cheaper product. So every through everything I've read, watched, listened to about this case, nobody has explained exactly what that company did. Well, I'm making some assumptions based on my own experiences with multi-level mm -hmm. marketing, my own experiences yeah. with like catalogs and the time period and what reasonably right. would have made sense. So it was like, because I knew it was like, I knew it was multi-level marketing. I knew they were, I just could never figure out what they were selling. Oh yeah. They were selling any and everything. Yeah. Okay. Any and everything. That, okay. I feel like it was more of a TJ Maxx kind of situation. Yeah, like a Coles. It's given very Coles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's go. This ain't even the most important part. We just spent too much time here. <laughs> well, no, I mean, this is, it's indicative of, you know, like this is the beginnings of of the scam. The scam. Yeah. Um, so FCC. But, and also, it's like, the thing about it is like, so every scammer, right, start with, a, a small scam that was, it's like just big enough to see what's going to happen. And then it's testing you know boundaries. Yeah. So it's like, cause it's like every time you think about people who like gone on to do like some type of wild ass crime, it's always some small scam in the beginning that nobody paid attention That's to. That's what, yeah. Like, I, mm -hmm. like, um, like Lou Pearlman. Uh -huh. Before he scammed and sinking everybody else off their money, this motherfucker was selling um fucking hot air balloons, blimps. He was selling blimps yep. that he didn't own. Did not own. So it's Weren't like, you know, real. it's 
<laughs> it's like y'all y'all can know this shit's coming if y'all just pay attention. <laughs> and this this kind of stuff actually r really shows the pattern because as we get into the vow and I'm uh, and I'm gonna be kind of filling in some blanks from seduce. Mm -hmm. You you actually see him testing the boundaries to push that comfort level yeah. and telling you that being comfortable is lazy and that you should yep. always be in a level in a state of discomfort because that means yeah. quote unquote growth i.e yep. gaslighting you at the same time he's completely gaslighting you the yep. whole time yeah well of course the fed shut down shut down <laughs> um consumers byline Ranieri says that it, of course, it was it was the feds and they were out to get him, which is they were what out they to always get him, say. Which is what they uh, all every the scammers always says say. That. Every scammer, every narcissist, but because you, you got to be a certain level of narcissist to even be a scammer. Yes, because you have to believe that people gonna believe you. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, after he's done with consumer byline, he begins building. Um, Executive Success Programs, ESP, which yeah. is the basis of Nexium. Nexium is spelled Nexium. N. Damn it. Hold on. Let me look that up. Let me pull my notes out real quick. Sorry, y'all. It's like N-X-I. N-X-I-V-M. Once yeah, again. Which I never understood that. I didn't either. This is some and this is some Elon Musk shit. I was like, is this a Charles name? It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so once again, so we're watching The Vow. The Vow is available on Hulu if you have an HBO Max password. But if you just if you have HBO Max, attach the account. But I'm not going to lie to you. If you already have HBO Max attached to the account, just go ahead and watch it on Max. And give yourself like an episode break and watch episodes of Space Ghost Coast to Coast in between, Lucy the Daughter of the Devil, <laughs> 12 Ounce Smile, C-Lab 2021, Home Movies. Watch any of the old school Adult Swim lineup in between, just kind of break it up. Also, Seduce is on Stars, which I also have through the Hulu package. Um, Seduce is after everything has transpired and it focuses on Catherine Oxenberg, who we're going to get into in a minute. It focuses on mm -hmm. her daughter, India, who was still in the organization even after everything broke. So I know yeah. you're wondering what Which broke. Which was wild to me that she, yeah. But that's, that's, she talks about it. Okay, so. He begins with ESP, Executive Success Programs. And out of Executive Success Programs and his meeting Nancy Salazar, Nexium ends up being born. Mm -hmm. Nexium is supposed to be a non-religious-based self-help organization. However, it mm -hmm. ends up within itself essentially becoming a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so as they always do as as always happens with shit like this mm. always happens with shit like this um so he meets with nancy um salzman not salazar sorry salzman because you said that and i was like wait that don't sound right but then i was like maybe i'm high maybe that's why i sound weird i just want to apologize <laughs> to all the nancy salazars out there i didn't mean to refer to y'all that way i'm sorry y'all um okay so 
He founded Nexium, and in the process of finding Nexium, he is also in this relationship. I believe it was her name was Natalie or Natasha. It something like that. I think it was Natasha. I'm sorry, y'all. We meet a lot of people in this, and I yeah, it's a lot tried to of write names, down all the names, but I forgot to... about some of them. Yeah. Well, Natasha ends up coming at. She's a dark-haired woman in the second half, and you'll know who she is because she is angry and honest. Not angry, just honest. I'll put yeah, it that way. Yeah. So he's dating her in the process of building all of this. Um, mm-hmm. She was saying that when he initially met her, uh, she went in because she had a background in marketing. She went in and was discussing the organization and everything with him. And she said she had a time lapse. Like, she just lost time for two hours. Because he said, Mm -hmm. oh, you smoke. Well, here, uh, we'll do this acupuncture. And here's this place that you can press every time you have a craving for a cigarette. And somehow, some way, she just ends up losing two hours of her time. She doesn't even remember what happened. Which really goes to how successful he has been as a scammer. Mm Mm-hmm. So he ends up adopting the name Vanguard based after his favorite um, arcade game. And it, the young woman, Natasha Natalie, the woman with the end with the dark hair, uh, she ends up actually being the one telling us that, yeah, it was an arcade game. It was a cabinet that we had in the basement. And he ended up taking that as his moniker, essentially as his, I don't know, God name. Because that's yeah. what it felt like. It felt very like you were trying to present yourself as like divinity. Like, yeah. That, yeah, it, it was giving him a love. Yes, that's exact. Yeah. There you are. Um. So that was in about 1998 that the, all of this started. She mm-hmm. ends up leaving. We'll get into why later. Uh, by, I want to say by 2004, 2005, at least 4,000 people at that point had taken uh, the ESP classes through Nexium. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into what that is also later. I'm just trying to give mm-hmm. y'all a quick overview of what this is, and then we'll get into the, the awfulness after. Um, Nexium is also, by the way, if I remember correctly, it is patented, by the way. It is. It, it is, is patented, much like Scientology, much like their... Um, scriptures are also patented and, mm-hmm. and you know what have you yeah um, take that for what you will right so roughly about 2004 2005 Allison Mack um, joined Allison Mack was uh, a co-star in Smallville I can't remember who she mm-hmm. played but I remember her in Smallville not only was I didn't watch Smallville so I don't remember her but. I watched it every once in a while my cousin was all about it she loved it um, but not only was Allison Mack involved in this about the same time um, Kristen Craig I, I can't I'm sorry sis I mispronounced your name the woman who played Lana in Smallville also joined this is about to get real nerdy because, okay, Smallville was like, okay, I know y'all, whatever. Now, we got to get into Nikki Klein and Grace Park. 
Nikki Klein and Grace Park are both from one of my all-time favorite, highly rated sci-fi shows ever. The reboot of Battlestar Galactica. It is one of the best well-written and complex and honestly just so rich and deep shows especially a sci-fi show sci-fi is sci-fi is secondary to the human plot of survival it's all about survival they just happen to be in space it is, and it delves into the world of politics. It delves into religion. It's all about the levels of interpersonal relationships when, when we have to survive and then we adjust to it. And all we know at that point is just to fucking survive. Like you see the cast from season one to season four, they look awful. That shit don't change. Like, it's not, oh, season one, you look great. And season two, when it starts off, you look great. You see the actual physical decay amongst the cast. When the ship gets fucked, the ship is fucked. Like, it's not, it's it doesn't become unfucked until it's actually fixed. Unlike with a lot of these shows where something will happen in one episode and the very next episode, it's episodic. It's episodic unless it's stated that these are parts. Battlestar Galactica is not that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. You cannot miss an episode. You have to sit and enjoy and get entrenched into these like well-written characters' lives. And there are so many beautiful people of fucking color on there. I don't remember any queer people, but I'm happy at beautiful people of color. It is just such a good fucking show. So seeing, I, I had to gush about it. I must say, you finished Dwight? I <laughs> <You done? laughs> love, love that show. So seeing Nikki Klein and especially, especially Athena, a.k.a. Grace Park, on there, not necessarily, not necessarily Nikki Klein because her character was annoying. So her being on the show made sense to me. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> Grace Park kind of blew my mind because she's still very much a working actress who's who is not in jail for this also the cackle too is the lead from smallville got the fuck out no charges no nothing just an embarrassing time in her life and the exact thing happened with grace park but allison mack and nikki klein were both so deeply entrenched they both end up going so one person from each show ends up charges filed against them um okay so uh oh also also involved in this is the brothman sisters yes sarah who she doesn't go by sarah but it's sarah and i can't read my writing all right well fuck her (laughs) um fuck the other one Because uh, they're kind oh of a duo. God. You don't need to know their names. The Bronfman <laughs> sisters, who are the fucking Seagram's heirs. And I was yes. just like, well, f- well, now I know who to blame for killing black folks for eons with your shitty ass liquor. Shut up. <laughs> so let me just make this. I'm going to make this opinion very known. Seagram's. 
is only acceptable if you run it through a Brita pitcher three times at least. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm done with you. How these women, because of the, how these women, based on the quality of the alcohol they produce, are wealthy enough to foot the tab for almost everything in Nexium boggles my mind <laughs> blows me and blows my high <laughs> because they shouldn't based on the quality of their spirit they shouldn't be able to afford this at all since when have niggas given a fuck about the quality and that would, is the problem it is the price they will these niggas are drinking rubbing alcohol if, it, if you mix it with the right thing <laughs> girl you mean to tell me all through 2002 to 2005 seven i <laughs> was supporting nexium yes fuck out of yes. here so they he are the seagram's heir <laughs> they're essentially they're the they're the bank they are the they're nothing more than the bank they're the bank mm -hmm. and the board we'll put that we'll call it that um also involved in this you get nancy's daughter lauren salzman which i'm pretty sure some of nancy's other children were involved as well but didn't hold the weight or ranking as um lauren um, so the whole point of Nexium is it's like the Avon of self-help. At least yeah. that's how it's initially mm. presented. Mm -hmm. Um, your first trek, I believe it's either a three day or a five day. I remember them mentioning them both as like beginning treks into Nexium. Yeah. Um, within that learning process, you learn that there are no victims that you allow yourself to be a victim. That was mm -hmm. that was one of the main sticking points. Um, yeah. You yeah. learn that you have to be a person of your quote unquote word. Um, that was one of the main sticking points. Oh, and you have to uh, back your word with collateral. Collateral with self collateral. Yes, in, so in an effort to be more. held accountable. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of everything that has happened to you in your life is your fault. Is your and fault. it hasn't happened. It didn't happen to you. It happened to your body. Yeah. Because you yourself should be devoid of emotions because that's the only way to truly live free. Yep. And that is <laughs> that is right there. Like the man at no point did Keith Raniere ever blatantly lie. There were a no. lot of lies of omission. There were a lot of lies of omission, but no, he never. He never lied. He told you exactly lied. what it was. Yeah. And it, it was a complete separation from your emotional self. Mm -hmm. Whether you were in ESP or... SOP or Jeunesse or what the vow is based on um, DOS, which is um, Dominus Obricrium Sororium. It means dominant submissive sorority. Um, everything about it was completely detaching 
yourself from your body. Yeah. So this man was disgusting. Yes. Um, I think we've set up enough backstory. So yeah. you want to dive into like the actual. Yeah, let's just. Okay. I mean, even as much as we can, it was a lot going on. There so I was. Just think it, I don't even, I mean, we could just. Kind of have a general points? discussion. Yeah, just kind of have a general discussion because it was just too much going on to go piece by piece. So our general discussions are slightly scatterbrained. So if you want, I would suggest watching The Vow, um, stopping this now and watching The Vow or watching it after. Yeah. We're just kind of here to to help you um, process some things as best as we can because neither of us niggas is qualified to really. <laughs> No, no, not no. You know, we're just we're just calling them as we see them. <laughs> we're just two high niggas talking on the internet. Pretty so. much about some real <laughs> fucked up white people shit. Let me let me begin this by saying, thank God we only saw two black people. So okay, so the black people because this was early on. So they were talking to the girl who got into it and she this I don't know if I, it's because I was hired because it was actually funny but this shit sent me she said <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing about this no I think I know what you're she, talking about because she said I was surprised <laughs> that this woman this black woman was saying this to me and I was even more surprised that she bought it <laughs> I know I know I know. I was like, see, know. everybody know we do not be with the shits. Like we. <laughs> That's why, and I, you know what though? Okay, so this specific woman um, joined Nexium. She went through the ESP program. She was approached. No, 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 no. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I'm messing that up. She was doing a documentary on urban farmers in New York. Yes, that's what she was doing. And she got pulled into, she didn't get pulled into, from the way she described it, the beginning steps of it. She got pulled, what it seemed like, directly into fucking dogs. Yeah, they were trying to pull her straight all the way in, like, real fast. Yeah, they snatched her into that. Yeah. And... I feel like one of the comforting things for her was the fact that this black woman's like, well, yeah, she, it's woman yeah, focused and it's to, great. She has because she's sitting there. She's like, this shit don't sound right. Right. Especially with the dominant slave it, notes. So she's yeah. like, this black woman's fine with it. She's like, but <laughs> if this black woman's fine with it, then maybe I'm thinking too much into it. But, but the fact that the standard is like this black lady. I know. <laughs> I could see how you got wrapped into that. Because you put the right black woman in front of me because I'd be like, you know what? She don't like she be with the shit. So maybe I can trust it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. Uh huh. Uh huh. You put the right one. It, it gives you a level of security because it's we like, don't be doing playing this? in. Okay. Because it's like we, we don't be in the nonsense. We don't have time. <coughs> so no. It's like. You no. can get a certain level of security from that. Especially not with shit revolving around white people. No, and I feel like, like that's no. definitely why she was like, oh, okay. hmm. 
with this black right. lady's like hanging out with these white people and it has these this dominant and slave notes and she seems to be okay with it maybe she it's keeps all right. saying it she, she keeps right? saying this it's like maybe she's hmm. like it's too many red flags for it was too many red flags for a person of color for her not to be okay you know what i mean yeah that a person of color <laughs> yeah. was in it <laughs> she's like yeah okay well uh, okay i'll give it a try well she ended up sucked in thank thank god not too deep no because she got out or she got out fast she got out she was only in for about six months yeah um so with dos it essentially was another mlm all of nexium was in an mlm um with this you had a great grandmaster who was keith ranieri Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the women did not know this. And then mm-hmm. you had the first line slaves who were Lauren Salzman, um, Allison Mack, and a couple of notable um, Nexium higher ranking board members. Mm-hmm. Then you had, then it breaks down into their slaves, which were the second lines. Mm-hmm. And within the second lines, you get. India Oxenberg, who is Catherine Oxenberg's daughter. I keep saying this woman's name, and we ain't even got to her yet. Right. Um, and this woman that we just talked about, who, no, she was the third line. Um, the black woman was a second line slave. Mm-hmm. And then you had the third line slaves, which were the woman we were just talking about who was just like, well, this black woman's okay with it. I guess it's safe. <laughs> Cause I th- I'm sorry. I have to go back to that. I thought the exact same too. It was like, see, this bitch made her feel super comfortable. And she was exactly. like, okay. Cause there were, there were too many red flags and she was like, and she says mm-hmm. it out loud. It's like, well, this black woman's doing it. It must be. That, yes. Bit. And she said it like, I can't believe that this lady. (laughs) She's like, well, okay. Why not? She literally told you that's the only reason why she got pulled into this because she only felt comfortable because this black lady was comfortable. Because this black woman made her feel comfortable. (laughs) Sold her ass out. (laughs) Just She got played. Didn't she? Every group needs every. Mm, Shut up. Don't do that. I, I'll just say this, overseer, moving on. You move Ooh. to the third line, um, and then that's where this woman falls in. So much like, exactly like pyramid schemes, uh, yeah. because whoever your master was or your grandmaster was, uh, they can require any and everything of you at any point in time, whether that was running errands, cleaning the house, money, um, making them dinner, whatever it was they required of you at any given time you were expected to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to remain in this group or even find out what the name of this group was. Yeah. Because the whole approach was. So I know you've probably been having some stru- struggles in the in Jeunesse, which was their women's focus track outside of DOS. Um, or I know you've been having struggles with just ESP or your weight or what weight was a big one. I the know you've been having struggles big, with your weight yeah. and they framed it as a collective of 
um, powerful women within Nexium, which there were some pretty, there were people with access, not mm-hmm. necessarily, I don't want to say notable per se, but they yeah. were people with definite access yeah. um, in the group. And this is your chance to bond and build and really and dig deep and do and... the work. Yeah. Um, but I can't tell you more about it until you give me collateral. Mm-hmm. And collateral can range from um, a simple tip pick to um, a signed, essentially, I don't, I don't want to say affidavit, but it pretty much is. It, it basically was, yeah. Yeah, it's like a signed, notarized affidavit um, saying any wild shit that they wanted. Like your, that your husband was a pedophile, that mm-hmm. your brother cheated on his wife and had four different children. Um, and they would videotape you saying this wild shit. And, and they like, will also videotape you, much like much like the religion who shall not be named because they kind of scare me because these niggas is everywhere. Yes. Oh, God. Y'all know who I'm talking about. (laughs) I'll just put it this way. It damn sure ain't Bill Nye the science guy. (laughs) 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 Oh, I cracked myself up. Um, (laughs) But what, yeah, what was required was collateral. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it ranged. It ranged in severity. And initially, you thought you only had to do it this one time to become part of the group. Yeah. Well, you find out that it's not just one time, but this is something that's required on. Did they specify a basis? Was it weekly or monthly? It was monthly. On a monthly you basis. Something new monthly. Something new monthly. And a lot of it was. It was a lot of nudes. A lot of nudes. Um, So in Seduce, India talks about the collateral that she provided. So she provided like made up stories about her mother and her her mother's ex-husband. Well, her mother, her dad, you know, about their divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, But she also was talking about, I believe she said she was behind the wheel of a car and Allison messaged her about collateral. So she takes a uh, between me down there pick because anything else I say Ooh. is just going to sound rude and I'm going to just laugh and this is not a time to laugh so we're going to oh say the God. between me down there um, and she, it wasn't I think she said it wasn't good enough so she had to take it again and she sends it to Allison mm. it is uh, mm. Okay, not no opinions yet. So in no. the process of sending it to collateral, you're sending this to your own personal master. Yeah. So your own personal master, if you're on that third line, is it even in that top first? So you don't even really know. Most of those women, I believe it was 150 women total that were in DOS. Yeah, yeah. Um. You don't even know, especially because that third line is a wider. It's more mm-hmm. people in that bottom line, hence the pyramid mm-hmm. idea. Uh, yeah. You don't even know, and you're not even really sure about who's in that top line. You just right. know you're sending this shit to the person above you. Mm-hmm. 
Well, come to find out that they are sending it to the people above them. And I want to place, I want to remove Allison from the first line and kind of put her like above them, but below Keith. Because it feels like everything went through that second, if you're on bottom line, it goes up to the person in second. All of that shit from everybody in everyone's individual groups from the second goes up to the first. And then everybody and Mm -hmm. everything from the third, the second, and the first lines go up to Allison. And I feel like it's filtered through Allison and then passed on to Rhaenyra. And then passed on to Keith, yeah. Yeah. It was, this was insane like the i like this collateral thing really is the lightest the absolute lightest of works for this shit so let's get into um the actual tracks that lead up to dos Mm -hmm. so in seduced they were talking about, they talked about ESP, you know, they talked yeah. about SLP. SLP is the all guys group. We can get into the sex. We'll get a heavy into the real sexism a little bit later. Yeah, um, oof. Because it was rampant. It was the basis of every ideal. Literally the every ideal. That's why I said it's like, he was really like an incel. It was just like all that built up hatred for the, these women who, you know, whatever that he thought he was better than it all spilled. It all turned into this. But see, that's why I, I think that this was a controlled sociopath because he wasn't celibate. No, not it. No, not by them, but that's usually how this goes. They create these environments in which they have to, they are the only, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, okay. I get you. Um. Okay, so he was saying in, he, I'm sorry, India was saying it, when she was in Nexium, um, she moved through the ESP track. She was roughly about 20 years old when she started. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was suggested to her by finally, you can find out who this person is. Catherine Oxenberg from Di- <laughs> from <laughs> Dynasty or yes. Dynasty. If you Tanya from Canada, oh <laughs> I'm Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> And she said mm-hmm. that shit with such conviction. I was like, all right. She said it with her whole chest. I was like, oh, so you meant that, huh? And Cynthia was just like, oh, okay. Hi, Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Would you like some water, a little iced tea? We got some soda. <laughs> okay. Um. So Catherine Oxenberg, finally, we find out who she is. Um, actress on Dynasty and... I want to say a, a couple of Lifetime movies, right? Yeah, yeah, she's been in a couple of them. She's the mother of India, and India was saying that um, before she got to DOS, she was in Jeunesse, which was mm-hmm. the women's group. Mm-hmm. And the women's group, for whatever reason, 
No, then it, Jeunesse spins off into Jeunesse Plus or Jeunesse something. It was like, yeah. it was an addition to where yeah. the men begin to join. Huh. And in order for the women to join this group that was supposed to be designed for women, but spun off into a group that was women and men, mm-hmm. um, they had to be open to, quote unquote, 100% feedback, right? Oh, God. Um, if you spoke up for yourself, you were put into a corner or you were made to wear a crown because you were That's a princess. Good. It was these very small dehumanizing things. Yeah. Like things that most people would just be like, why would that affect you? What's wrong with you? You weak. That stupid shit. Mm-hmm. The way that this course was set up was... Every single solitary, it was microaggressions. Every minor thing was meant to dehumanize you. So you being put on a crown, you being made to put on a crown for being a quote unquote princess for saying, you will not speak to me this way. Right. Is it, that's, that was the, essentially that was one of the many outcomes. Mm -hmm. Well, she was saying that in um, one of the meetings well, I'm one of the Bronfman's, uh, one of the Seagram's women were there and they made her ass cry, which I just kind of laughed at. It was like, that's what you get for having <laughs> shitty gin, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> your gin is shit. Your vodka shit. Your coolers are trash. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but what she was saying was she was sitting in the midst of a meeting and this guy looks at her and goes, and she had on these like little pink pink Converse, little pink gym shoes. He looks at her and goes, every time you wear these pink shoes, all I can think about is fucking you. Oh. All <laughs> right. Oh. Geez. Like, what? That, ooh, that stung me. <laughs> but it was this idea of, it falls into what all of the curriculum has been about. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for the women. All of it has been about you're only a victim if you make yourself the victim. Yeah. And it is your responsibility to curb men's, I don't know, temptations, um, ideals, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. But it's, But men essentially are nothing more than your responsibility. And the way you dress and the way you act and the things yeah. you say and the things you do all affect men. And because men are the protectors, which is where that SOP falls in. Mm-hmm. Um, SOP, once again, was a men's group. Men are the protectors. Men are the providers. And at some point... Uh, when men were young, when men were boys, something happened to emasculate each and every one of us, and we are broken. And when you, and as a never woman, been treated fairly since then, and mind yeah. you, this is a a whole ass group of white men. Yes, <laughs> yes, heavy on the white, <laughs> heavy, all. All salt, no pepper. <laughs> no pepper. Mm-hmm. Little pepper. There was that one black lady. The one we say, actually I saw. One. Yeah. You, I don't think and that one could have got her. any wider. 
<laughs> we saw that bitch in her coral top. Yeah, I was for saying, we only three saw her like, what, once. Like it was. <laughs> it was literally three seconds, and never saw that bitch again. We never saw. We saw a bunch of folks from Mexico, and that was it. And yeah. you, and you want to be real about it, and honest about it. We saw a bunch of lighter skinned Mexicans, yes. and yes. that was that was it. Yes. Everybody yes. in this was white or light skinned Latino. <laughs> and I'm reluctant to say white Latino. Yeah, because they could have just been light skinned. They could have just been light skinned or how they, based on how they identify. Yeah. Lighter, fair skinned Latino. Fair skinned people. Yes. Were the ones that were residing in this case. Because I don't think I've seen a whiter space in my life. Um, oh no, I definitely have. Mm. I definitely have. Have I, you ever been to the Diamondback? No. Bitch, it's this little country western bar way out on 94. Why would I ever go there? It's a good term. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very random, confusing, but good night. <laughs> that was definitely white. It's just a different degree of white. That was white and country. That was but white see, Michigan country. This is see, white and successful. I tend, to, I tend to stay away from any place that combine white and country. <laughs> see, I try and stay from away from places that that are white and that are white and like middle class and above. Like I, I can yeah. deal with poor white people. We can have a good time. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Just as long as, like, as long as rap ain't playing, we're good. Because if rap playing, look, if rap is playing and you by your damn self and you want to say nigga, that is between you and your God. That ain't got nothing to do with me because I ain't seen it. I just don't want to be around the shit. (laughs) (laughs) No. You want to do that shit in private? That's between you and once again, your God or whatever it is that you believe. Don't bring that shit to me. (laughs) because if you say that shit in front of me that means that i'm obligated to have to have to do something about it and i don't want to i don't feel like it so keep your racist bullshit to yourselves (laughs) i don't know how we got here (laughs) i'm sorry i had a i had a drink at this this bar it was okay it was okay Mm -hmm. it was okay um (laughs) Okay, so what were we talking about? Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm we on were too. talking about um, how he was grooming these women to be sexual grooming. assault victims. Okay, okay. So we'll get into grooming. <laughs> so, oh, India. That's where we were. India and the fucking with the pink shoes. Yes, the pink um, shoes. So his entire. Um, uh, I don't know what else to call it, but philosophy, because it was his philosophy. I mean, that is what it was. It just his entire philosophy is based on uh, essentially white men are always the victim, uh, mm-hmm. white women are always the problem, mm-hmm. which both of these things are very true in different contexts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. essentially holding white women accountable for all the actions of not only men, but also themselves. And Mm -hmm. 
it's called um it was called being at cause and the the example that nancy used was if you're a person who makes a decision and that decision affects other people negative negatively if you are at cause that means is your responsibility to uh stop or mitigate those negative um uh reactions from whatever decision you've made mm-hmm. which in some context is true yes the way that it was uh, uh, implemented and the way that it was expected to be performed is extremely false yes. and fucked up yes. uh, did you feel like while watching the vow that Many of the things that Nancy, Nancy only, Nancy only said were true and applicable. Uh, okay. Because I was thinking about this. I, I feel like not even just in just the stuff Nancy said, I feel like all of everything that was said across the board had a small kernel of truth in there that was yes, it wrapped was. in a bunch of bullshit. Yes, it was. That's so there you it, go. There it is. <laughs> so it was like it was so that that's why as I was watching it, because I used to be the one of those I never understood how we got sucked into cults, right? And then as I started really like learning more about cult leaders. I completely understand how people get sucked into it, right? Yep. Because it's like the thing about cult leaders, and it's funny because my my break show, my cool down show for this was Psych, and I <laughs> it was funny to watch them together because a lot of the qualities of that Sean Spencer character you saw. In Keith Raniere. Oh. Let me explain. So <laughs> it's like, because the whole the whole premise of the show of Psych is that he's a fake psychic, right? Yeah. So, but somebody got to believe that. And he yeah. like charms his way through these situations. And he really like, he charms and he like, he is super observant, so he plays on different things to different people. Like, that's his whole thing. And then you take that and you look at Keith Raniere, he does the same thing. He does. So it's like, it was weird that Psych was the cool down show, but it's very, you know, it, it really did. It made me look at this a little bit different because I was watching it. Also, James Roday is fine. He but is. But he's still fine. And he's just, oh. But anyway. <laughs> I had a moment. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I I definitely like. Oh, excuse me, y'all. I definitely I I get that. I definitely get that. But I was saying and all I this to say, I would like, never guess to think that. Yeah, it. But it's like you say all this to say, like if you think about, you can take something like. Nexium and literally applied across the board. People who get sucked into political parties. Yep. Because politicians ain't no different than cult leaders, right? No, and niggas is standing politicians. Like, why? Exactly. 
And then it's like, even if you think about those people who get caught up in these, like, fan groups and kind of going off for a certain artist. Because at the core of who we are, everybody wants to belong to something. Everybody wants to feel like That's they're making a difference. what it is. Everyone wants to feel special and right. appreciated. Exactly. And that's what that's what this organization and it um and because this and because unlike most other cults because if you think about almost every other cult it's built into the basis of it is this familial relationship through religion right yes well this one was a hundred percent bonded in superiority you know what i'm saying the yes, whole purpose we are the of only this, people that can change the world. Exactly. The but whole even purpose that goes of back this to religion, was to though. make you feel it does go back to religion, but it's a little bit different because it wasn't like there wasn't that familial bond that you usually see with cults. This was more like, I mean, yeah, you my bitch and all, but I'm gonna step on you if it gets in my way because because That's we're true. devoid of emotions, it's like this. It's literally just bonded in superiority. It's like, Rick, mm-hmm. how you gonna hate from outside the club? You can't even get in. Like, it's, you know? Hello? <laughs> it was, Keith Raniere was, Keith Raniere was the leader and everyone did everything they could do to please Keith. Right. In the hopes of receiving some, some kernel of enlightenment. Because literally this whole, it's like the whole thing was built on social climbing. So everybody jumping over each other trying to get next to him so they can have that place. That, you know what I'm saying? The whole mm-hmm. thing is built on social climbing, which any, which each and every one of us can understand. It's the same way. It's the exact same way with multi-level marketing. It is. I mean, that's because that's what Nexium is. Um, so in Nexium, uh, much like Bill Nye, not quite the science guy, mm-hmm. um, they have a process of reading and they call it a EM and it's the emotion of meaning. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's like the emotion or emotional of meaning, something like that. Yeah, something. In which they things. take a memory or a situation and they begin to dissect it and mm-hmm. break that down mind However, you no one's qualified to do money. this yeah and they're also not paid. qualified to do this whatsoever and it's just like ugh. everything in this costs money from the yep. classes to the ems i'm sure mm-hmm. there were dues to the organizations you were part of oh you know there was on top of this this is your job and you're not getting paid right because you don't get paid until you hit a certain in. level. Yeah, you yep. don't get paid until you hit like level five or something. I think it was when you got the green, the green with the three stripes. Yeah. Because um, Sarah Edmondson, who essentially is the central figure of the vow, um, was saying she had been in it for a few years mm. before she started getting paid. Yeah. And once she started getting paid, she had the capability. No, she had already opened her center. So she opens a center in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, next scene was based out of Albany. Albany, places, New York. Of yeah. all places. No, it completely makes sense if you've ever been to Albany. Because don't nobody care about Albany? They just look like they were in cults up there. 
Fair. Um, I mean, shout out to Albany. Thank y'all for listening, but y'all know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Also, still, if, I would still go there before Staten Island. Oh, girl, hell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if y'all are in Albany and y'all have any like stories you want to tell us about Nexium, please send me a voice note in my IG. And that's Lee from the underscore D. <laughs> okay. Or send what? Or send voice notes through Anchor, and I'll put them in the show. Better yet, better yet, send them through Anchor, um, and we'll put them in. Cause I'm very curious about what the the normies the experienced. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. Sarah opened her center in vancouver uh, finally started making some money mm-hmm. uh this is when actually when she starts to get pulled in so sarah edmondson was one of the highest i don't want to call them sellers recruiters she yeah, was because she wasn't really people. involved at first it was more she just opened the center and was recruiting because she opened the center mm-hmm and then she ended up meeting her husband through the program and all this other stuff. And they kind of got sucked in because their life got entangled into it. Well, it was her life. Like, that was how they yeah. that was how they made their money. Yeah. Um, unlike other people who we'll get into who are also very important figures. Um, Sarah gets pulled into DOS by Lauren Salzman, who is, once again, Nancy's daughter, higher-ranking mm. official. She... Uh, Apparently, her EM readings in EM classes were 375 She was one of the more expensive ones, which would Oof. make sense because of her relationship to Keith and Nancy. Yeah. Um, so let's pump on Sarah for a sec. Let's get into Bonnie, because Bonnie is really the kickoff for Mark and then everything else. Mm-hmm. So Bonnie was actually in Star Wars. I believe yes. it was the one with oh my god, what is his fine ass name? He was in Detroit, the Detroit movie. I don't I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. Boyega. Yes. John I can't Boyega. think of There we John go. John Boyega. Boyega. His old fine ass. Let me tell you, that man is so nice. He is oh, so nice. I met him once at a, he did like a Detroit movie thing here. Mm-hmm. He was so nice. Just so nice. Anyway, um, I think she was in that one with John Boyega. So Bonnie is a working actress. She's in a film of a extremely notable juggernaut ass Fran fucking Chai's. Yes. That is now the property of Disney and is making Disney billions hand over fist over yes. puss. Yes. So for a young actress to be in one of these films, whether it was good or not, is definitely important <laughs> and looks great on the resume. Mm-hmm. But she's feeling like most creatives, she begins to feel um, insecure in her craft. And if she's doing the right thing. So she mm-hmm. joins Nexium just in the search of some guidance where she actually ends up finding her husband. No, yeah. they were together. They were together and he pulled her in. So Mark. Oh, yes, her. that's how it happened. Yes, yes, yes. 
Mark Vincente was a documentary a documentary filmmaker. Um, he wrote a book. He had a super notable documentary at the time. It's called like "What the What the Bleep Do We Know?" Um, yeah. He ends up getting with Bonnie. They end up getting together, getting married, and he ends up pulling her into Nexium, which, from his perspective, was just this organization about one changing the world, two changing self. Three, helping everyone and everybody to be essentially their their, their best, best selves. Self. Yeah. Um, Bonnie begins to it's like it's just like all just like women. Bonnie begins to see the bullshit, <laughs> and for Bonnie, despite feeling a um, a devotion, an odd devotion, she would say. To not only Keith, but Allison as well, and India. More importantly, India. Yeah. And Keith. Um. She decides to leave. Mm-hmm. She she got the fuck quick. Like she was she like, no, got this is... out. But the, she got out, and she got out, and she knew for a for a whole ass fact. Yeah, that it was a fact that she, she was... could not trust anyone. Yep, <laughs> anyone. So we're finding this out. Uh, Bonnie is one of the first people that we meet. So we find out that she couldn't even trust her husband. Yeah, because her husband had a very close relationship with Keith. Keith was in the process of filming a documentary, uh, amongst other things and projects that he wanted to film. And Mark Vincente was tapped for that. He was tapped to be that guy. Bonnie beat it. Okay. Yeah, she was like, no, I'm no. <laughs> Bonnie beats it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. So Bonnie, Stevie J, beat it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. This ain't the only Bonnie to get the fuck away from some fuck shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so she she leaves. She, she feels like she can't trust anyone. Um, she was talking about there were cameras in the house. Yeah. And initially when she was in the group, she felt safe because this, this was a suggestion of her husband's. Um, to have a home surveillance uh, system. Mm. But she states that the minute that she talked to him about leaving and about there being issues, she instantly did not trust him. And she knew exactly yeah. where the cameras were pointing. Yep. She was having like conversations off. If you turn just enough to the left in the corner and crouch down mm -hmm. a little bit, the camera, like this bitch was like on some Carmen San Diego shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, eventually, she begins to fill her husband in on uh, DOS. She says she doesn't know what it is, but she knows something's wrong with the women. And she keeps referring to Allison, who's Allison Mack from Smallville. Mm. Um, she refer she talks about her weight loss, yeah. um, her erratic mood swings, mm -hmm. how she just looks exhausted all the time. Um she begins she's picking up on these things because they had somewhat of a relationship yeah like they were they were getting close 
So it's like she's very yeah. she's keenly aware that ooh something right over here. What's yes, yeah. I I think one of the big tip offs for her too was they had a conversation with Keith because they had a essentially was just like a friend issue. Mm. Um, but they Keith was supposed to be their their fucking quote unquote mediator. There's yeah. gonna be a lot of quote unquotes in this. Yeah, because um, everybody is a fraud. Everybody. So they're having this conversation and Bonnie is explaining why she feels the way that she feels. Mm -hmm. And Allison turns the conversation into a pity party for her where she's like, I'm just so jealous of maybe it's just because I'm just jealous of you and your confidence in it. And while I was like, I don't what? Yeah. I was really like, how did we get here? Yes, but I want you to keep this in mind because I'm going to ask you a very difficult question, but I want you to keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, Bonnie tells Mark. Mark begins to ask a few questions about DOS and other mm-hmm. things, and he feels like something's not right. Yeah, because like he, Keith is lying. Because he really him. was told to like mind your business. Like he was. That's basically what they said to him. Yeah, it, Keith said, "Well, I have nothing to do with that, and leave it alone." Like that's mm-hmm. the women's thing. Just let them be, essentially. And yeah. Mark couldn't let it be. Mark ends up leaving. In the process of Mark leaving, he has a conversation with his good friend Sarah Edmondson. Mm-hmm. Once again, central figure. And he begins to ask her about DOS. And her conversation, her entire conversation is the, I know I can't say anything about this, so let me ask questions yeah. Yeah. so that you can fill in the blanks. Yeah. Like, the way that conversation, I, I don't know if it was like, like a defense thing. It was very much given like hostage code word. Like it was. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah, it. Yeah. Because she gave she gave all the information just by like trying to flip questions. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if that was intentional, but for her benefit, that maybe it was just like innate survival because yeah. she had such a close relationship. With Mark, Mark was actually once again the one who brought not only his wife in, but also brought Sarah in from mm-hmm. Vancouver. Um, so she had a relationship; she had a trust with him. And Mark begins to not so difficultly put the pieces together. Yeah, because <laughs> she put that shit right on the table. Like she pretty much face. did. Bitch, <laughs> where she was like, I'm sorry. When she said, I just feel so naive. And he just goes, well, yeah, you were. Yeah. I was just like, but you was in his Oh, my God. Damn, nigga. This is not the time. Exactly. He just. <laughs> <laughs> just rub it in her face, huh? Like, he's not even going to try to be sensitive. He couldn't even say, yeah, you were. We all were. He just said, right. yeah, you were. Like, like, yeah, it's your dumb ass. Like, you. just like, what? 
I would have immediately hung up on his ass. Just rude for no Especially considering the context of the conversation. Right. I would have disconnected my cellular device and been done for the evening. Mm-mm. Just rude. Just rude. <laughs> it's like, nigga, you brought me into this. It's like, you know, I'm only here because of you. Why you over there being rude? <laughs> That might also be why they don't let black people in like that. Because we Probably. spend the whole time being like, you brought me in this shit. And I <laughs> right. want my motherfucking money back, nigga. <laughs> Bring me to this old cock, cockamamie, kooky ass shit with sashes. Why I got to wear this ugly ass scarf? <laughs> what the fuck does this even mean? Can I wear this scarf? Bitch, I can't wear this scarf up in the forward to be an engineer. This, mean, this don't mean shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, but yes, this yes. is why they don't let us in. Yes. This is what, thank God. This is something black folks did not need to have anything to do with this shit. At no, all. no. Not at all. Not at all. The only vow that we need is the vow. <laughs> oh my God. I almost said Ujima. <laughs> oh, oh, I almost broke out Kwanzaa. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, y'all almost got a what the hell is Kwanzaa moment. I was going to educate you niggas. We'll save that for Christmas. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, bitch. Okay. Um. So, like I said, Mark brought Sarah in. Sarah and Mark have a relationship and a trust. Sarah is not so subtly giving Mark the the tea mm-hmm. on what's happening, and he asks her, "Have you been branded?" Yeah. And Sarah says yes. So getting into the brands, it is a line across with a uh, uh, mountain figure. <laughs> yes. I was like, how are you about to describe this? A uh, uh, squ- squiggle that looks like a M with an extra M. Mm-hmm. It looks like M, but in mountain M. form. And that M kind of curves around a little bit and comes, the end of it kind of curves under and connects. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to represent the sky, the land, the sea. But what it actually is, is if you turn it um, vertically, it is Keith Ranieri's initials as well as Allison Mack's initials mm-hmm. so i think it might have been seduced so seduced actually had because for whatever reason this dumb fuck recorded all of his conversations <laughs> like literally recorded all the conversations so there's a converse there is a recorded conversation with allison mack stating not only what the context of the conversation is, but also the date. Yep. <laughs> I swear, these I swear, white people don't know how, these white people don't don't know how to be criminals because the system is built for them. Exactly. So, we hear in a conversation um, that they are actually discussing what the brand is, what the brand should look like. That the brand should be their initials. Not only that, that um, 
before any of the women are branded that they should ask, yes, please brand me master to thwart any discussion of coercion. Mm-hmm. And these people are branding with a cauterizing pen. Yes. Yes. Like carving into flesh. Yes. Uh, God. This this fucking nigga was just trash. Oof. This was trash. So, yeah. can we get into Sarah and Lauren's relationship for a bit? Yes. And how fucked up and problematic that shit was? Yes. So, Sarah and Lauren's relationship reminded me of Nisi and Moesha. Yes. Was it? No, Kim, not Nisi. I I was saying Nisi because the way that she, the way that Moesha would always make Nisi feel dumb is the same way that Lauren mm. would always make um, Sarah feel in, uh, unworthy and incompetent. I get you. I get it. I understand now. Okay. Yeah, because everything about Kim was Kim was dumb, but mainly Kim was fat. Well, Kim was fat, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is that? Oh, that's just my baby fat. No, that's just fat, baby. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. And that girl wouldn't... Ugh. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. That, yeah. I wish they would have just made Nisi kick that bitch off. <laughs> Angel of death. Nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta knock on wood. I gotta stop saying that shit. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> Lauren and Sarah's relationship was extremely fucked. Mm-hmm. Like extremely fucked. Um, Lauren started off as the essentially the supportive sister. Um, at the time, Sarah was still living in Vancouver, and Lauren was living here in mm-hmm. Albany. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't really see each other much. They also, according to Sarah, they also didn't really talk to each other that often. Yeah, like, it wasn't, yeah. It was like, oh, it had been like a month or two. She said it had been a couple of months. I would assume it had been like a month or two, just because mm-hmm. distance, time, whatever. Um, since they have talked, but they had a, a fairly close um, friendship. It was one of those when I see you, it's like we don't miss the beat kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, Sarah was talking about coming in to Albany from Vancouver before and before any of their modules or what have you, that they would go shopping, they go out to eat, and they'd always hang out. And she was always one of my closest friends, and she officiated. Didn't she officiate their wedding? She was the. Did she officiate or was she the maid of honor? I thought like she was in the bridal party. I thought like she was a maid of honor. I don't. I mean, maybe she was a maid of honor. Yeah, she was, she was something important. Honor. I think she was a maid of honor. Um. So they had a pretty very like a very close relationship. Yeah. And Lauren brought Sarah into DOS. Mm-hmm. Now, watching Seduced, it wasn't just the collateral. Um, so they talk about the calorie counting in the vow. Yeah. 
seduce goes a little bit more in depth with that mm-hmm. um with regards to having to text your master to not just eat but you know the counting the calories and sometimes one of your penance or punishments where if you'd miss a readiness drill we'll explain what that is in a second mm-hmm. with a, a readiness drill uh you may not be allowed to eat and you had to maintain um, a gold a gold weight of of like 100 to 106 yeah. something like like you had to be extremely like super thin. tiny yeah and India actually talks about um, her. She actually had the seduction assignment. So mm-hmm. Vow, Sarah talks to Lauren about, well, are you having sex with Key? Was I supposed to have sex with Key? Yeah. Sarah didn't get the seduction assignment, but she did get branded, which is sh- the placing of those two things is kind of strange to me. Okay. Like I would think you would have the the seduction assignment on all of these things ahead of being branded and branding is that final marker in. Yeah. But Sarah, But I think that I think that the branding was less about marking and more about breaking. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, yeah. If you can break them down enough to even get the brand, then they'll do anything. And I'm also thinking about this from like some with some level of like logical organize organize yeah, organization. which you shouldn't even try to apply that to this because this because it's nonsense. all over the place. Yeah. Like there's not like trying to establish a basic pattern of when they come in, when this happens, and when that when when things happen within mm-hmm. the process. It is it is difficult. Yeah, it's a it's an exercise in futility, like honestly, because it's like there is no rhyme or reason. It's all about it's like you get hit with stuff depending on how easy to break you are. And and yep. Yep. And depending on what he or she may want at any given time. Exactly. Cause India talks about being given the seduction assignment. Um and actually having to having to have sex with Keith. Which, ugh. Uh, Sorry, girl. girl. Who you told us? Sorry, girl, because, oh, Jesus. No. No. Not ass, cat. No, that nigga looked like a troll with a half-decent wig on. Ugh. Mm-mm. Uh, actually, a troll doll with a perm. Ha! <laughs> a hot press. Say. You, are you giving him troll dolls? Because some troll dolls are cute. Yeah, Girl, one. giving him, he's giving us. <laughs> and we didn't ask for it. Didn't nobody ask for this. He just thrusted this on the world, and all of us got to sit back and deal with it. Yeah, we do just have to take it, huh? <laughs> and my tax dollars are going to prosecute him federally. Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> okay. But yeah, she was talking about how um, she got the seduction assignment. Sarah didn't. So Sarah just ends up producing collateral and being producing collateral, being branded um, and having to submit to readiness drills. So readiness drills are when your slave, I'm sorry, your master 
sends you um, a question mark or a ready question mark. Anything that implies, are you ready? And you have 60 seconds to reply to that. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the time, regardless of the day, regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. You have to reply within 60 seconds of that. Some of the penances were um, just taking a one-minute cold shower, which honestly sounds like the least of all the things. Yeah, that's the least of the worries. I take that over really anything else they're talking about. Yes. Oh, oh, a five-minute plank? No. No, hell no. So she was also talking about how Indian Oxford was also talking about how Allison would have these self-imposed penances mm-hmm. where she would have this, it was like a, a garter. It tied around her thigh, but it essentially was chain mail with the ends sticking out. Oh my God. So, that, so she's yeah. like stabbing herself? Um, Essentially, yeah. It was a sheet of chain mail, maybe about the size of an index card and a half that she'd tie around her thigh with points sticking into the skin. Mm-mm. And that was how she punished herself. So you can only imagine how she punished her slaves. Exactly. Uh, we haven't even gotten into the sex with him really yet. No. But that we, we just mentioned it, so let's segue into that. So Keith Raniere was also having sex with majority of his first line slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, these first line slaves were also board members. Uh, these board members were also very notable people, not only in but also outside of the organization. Yeah. Um, many of the board members, a few of the board members, have actually been indicted as indicted. As well, I believe both the Bronfman sisters have been indicted. So that means the Seagram's money and their awful liquor have been cut off. Um, (laughs) Thank God. Um, But there are still like the organization is still actually active and they like to still to this day go outside the jail that he's in and dance. Yes. Um, Something also important to note is. Sarah, Bonnie, and Mark are not the first people to leave Nexium in any way, shape, form, or fashion. No. Um, so Sarah's the woman that actually trained Sarah, who was also one of the top salespeople in Nexium. Um, Barbara Boucher. Yeah, Barbara Boucher. I got I kept getting confused with that name because it kind of sounded fake. You know what I mean? It sounded like a fake Boston name. So the only reason I remember the name is because that was his name in uh, Waterboy was Bobby Boucher. That's why I'm saying it's fake because I thought it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. It's it's weird the way the brain works. It's like that is how it associates Waterboy with, like, in twenty years. Yeah, I haven't seen it in forever either. But that's the first thing I thought about. I was like, this Boucher, is that her name or am I making this up? This sounds fake. <laughs> I feel like this is fake. It's like, this water is Bobby Boucher. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. So Barbara Boucher was 
Keith's was also Keith's partner. Yeah. So the woman Natalie slash and or Natasha that we were talking about earlier was Keith's partner as well. But she was Keith's partner in the consumer byline beginning of Nexium days. Yeah, she she got she got on. Barbara was an extremely successful um person in I think she was also in marketing. I believe so, yes. Barbara um made quite a bit of money. Barbara was comfortable, but Barbara wasn't fulfilled. So she joins Nexium. Um yeah. just, you know, every looking on the for path a purpose. Of, yeah, looking for a purpose outside of what she's been doing. Through this journey of discovery. <laughs> right? You finding you, I'm finding me. <laughs> well, what she found, she did not want. No, she didn't want no parts And their halves, are, their halves were not special. And there was no joy inside of me. <laughs> I love that show. Um so yeah, Barbara joins Nexium on a um, path of self-discovery, and ends up um, helping them do a lot of marketing and really get the message out. Because of her effort and her work and her dedication to it, and her belief in it, she ends up developing a closer relationship with Keith that was non-sexual at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they end up having a they end a up in kid? a relationship. Don't they end up having a kid together? Is she the one no. that had his kid, or was it? It wasn't somebody. One of one of these women ended up having his kid. I can't remember which one. Though. I don't remember kids, but I do remember a lot of abortions happening. Well, it was like this one woman like disappeared because she was pregnant with his kid because she didn't want to abort. Yeah. Okay. Um. But Barbara. Uh, ends up in a relationship with Keith and Keith she thought something was leery about all of the women that are higher ups living in a house with Keith mm-hmm. which any person with two connected two brain cells that talk to each other right would question would just simply question that as well like it's what just, the fuck is I this just, about it's like not even about jealous it's just hmm this is Queer. It's unsavory. <laughs> yeah. Because you're the male leader of this group and everyone that lives with you is a woman. Yeah. It's like, what's this, what's this, what is happening here? <laughs> right. There's but a she pushes it to the side. She silences her gut. She does. Which she continues in the relationship. In Doesn't it? Yeah, I don't, I want to tell y'all gut that it's wrong. I always get you in trouble. Yes, it is. Yes, it so does. So does your gut say lead it, nigga? Y'all better lead it, nigga, because you gonna do something dumb. <laughs> I think you better leave, leave <laughs> me alone, alone. Pack your bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do not have to go through this. <laughs> Love ain't here. I can't sing that song. Um, mm. I don't know. I haven't heard that song in years. That just popped up in my head. I haven't heard okay. it in a long time either. <laughs> So they Barbara Boucher. So Barbara 
um, in the midst of thinking she's having this like happy, loving, healthy relationship with the leader of the organization, finds yeah. out that she's not the only one, obviously, having that sex with him. Exactly. She's his and one she in said, the rotation. Mm-hmm. Well, she's the she's the main one. Yes, she's the center. She's this one in this CD changer. Right? <laughs> so... She finds she figures out that he's had well. She says that in the midst of their relationship, he had sex with twelve different other women mm-hmm. in the organization. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's just twelve that she knows of. Yeah, I'm sure there were more. <laughs> I'm sure that there were more. Um, she ends up trying to still maintain her relationship with the organization and severing any romantic relationship with Keith. And, you know, just continuing to push on the process, get shit done. Keith refuses to speak to her and interact with her. Yes. Oh, wait, let me, even before we get into that, before she broke up with Keith, they would have an argument. Like, any normal couple, this nigga would call the other, and I'm going to put it this way, because this is really what it was. This nigga would call his side bitches to Mm -hmm. check his main one. Mm-hmm. And these hoes, because you are definitely a hoe for everything you've done, but especially this, <laughs> would call and be like, well, your negative energy is affecting Keith's health. Yeah. What? Yeah. What the fuck you mean? This is also a reason why black women are not involved in this. Thank God. <laughs> Except for hopefully just that one bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I'm sure is a Republican, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, um, I'd be damned. I would be, I would be damned. I just, I heard that and I'm just, all I can think of is how many tapes did y'all have to watch to get here? Girl. (laughs) Cause what? (laughs) Because I just told you, him, and everybody else be on the fuck out my face. Like, Bitch, <laughs> they would have been kicked me out. Like, is how many of those tapes did y'all watch to get here? Or how severely lacking was your life? When Barbara said that they would call me, she said they would call me and say that, the, you know, your energy is affecting Keith. That implies she didn't say that they did called her call her. She said that they would, implying that this happened multiple times. Exactly. Like it was a thing. And bitch, you kept answering the phone. Right. <laughs> Cause then I was the organization. Block. <laughs> block girl. Be, hello. You click. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of funny side story. My grandmother and her, my grandmother and her brother, these are the people I come from. And this is the shit that I've been trying very hard to correct and not do as an adult. (laughs) You know, these biggest, these niggas spent a whole goddamn day calling and hanging up on each other. Why? (laughs) Because they they was mad. Bitch, call call each other to cuss the other out and hang up. Call Call it and hanging up on each other. Oh. <laughs> on a home phone, bitch. 
Tie it up the line. <laughs> I feel what? like that shouldn't be this funny to me, but what in the fuck? It's like, what is wrong with y'all? Exactly. Like, this is, so this all y'all got time to do today, huh? Just keep calling and hanging up. All right. Call it and hang it up <laughs> on each other. <laughs> One would call hang up. The other would call hang up. It's like, you not going to get the last hang up, bitch. It's, you was wrong. <laughs> All of that is to say, I would have definitely been doing that shit as Barbara. Oh, click. <laughs> Every time they caught my ass. Click. Mm-hmm. Bar- click. <laughs> bitch, you don't pay this bill. Click. <laughs> call they ass and start hanging up. Hello, hello, bitch. Exactly. Click. Just call and hang up on them. <laughs> the minute they say hello, just hang up on their asses. I tell, I, I tell you what, bitch. You ain't gonna call my ass. I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna call you and hang up I'm on you, bitch. You up, <laughs> I'm gonna throw you up. I'm gonna throw you off, ho. That's it. Uh, so Barbara continues to answer the phone. <laughs> Once again, bitch, okay, you don't think so? This starting to get long, so I think we're gonna have to make this a two part. Yes, because yeah. this is like halfway. We're Do halfway you have there. stars on your um Hulu? Do I what? Have stars uh through Hulu? I got stars through something because I watched Insecure. Is that stars? No, Insecure is HBO. Oh, bitch, I don't know what's what. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Don't okay, know let me know is. if you watch Stars, if you have Stars, because definitely, in, uh, sedu- I almost say insecure. No. <laughs> Seduced is what I was trying to say. It's four episodes, and it fills in a lot of, because I feel like on The Vow, they dance around a lot of stuff. It was a and they lot leave of, a lot of things vague. Yeah, it was a lot of jumping, like kind of. It was like a lot of hinting, but not saying. Yeah, yeah. And I think I heard her say she was like, "Well, I don't want to get into that or something, something mm-hmm. along those lines." India gets into it. Yeah. That's why I keep going back to it. And I'm glad I watched them both because it was like, okay. So this is the first chapter. This is like the, um, for anime nerds, the OVA. (laughs) (laughs) And then if the Vow season two happens, then we'll get the final like crescendo. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll stop this here and pick it up next week. Yeah, that works because this is because I was like, this, this is, is gonna lot. be four damn hours if we try to talk all the way through. Because <laughs> bitch, it really is. Because you can't leave anything. Like you yeah. really can't leave anything it's out. Too much to yeah. Everything is a, everything is like this slow build, and mm-hmm. even like the decline is like slow decline. Yeah, like we haven't slow. even gotten into Frank yet, Frank Parlato. Yeah, I know. Which Frank Parlato is? He's no hero. Because he was hired in the Nexium, yeah, to do the shit, to essentially do deal with the suppressive folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it there is a lot. Yeah, and it a, really. Yeah, I was okay. So let's end with this question: Did 
did watching this make you question how how you defined and what you define as um, a victim or victimhood? Hmm. Yes and no. Okay. Um, it didn't make me redefine it necessarily, but it did make me realize that I was a little looser with the application than I should be. Okay. If that makes sense. (laughs) I get that. Because it's like, there's a lot of, because it's kind of, because victim is kind of one of those words that you just kind of end up at really quickly, especially when somebody is behaving in a manner that you don't like. Yeah, it's subjective and it's also really weaponized. Exactly. And it just, it really made me realize that there have been times where I've done that. So it's like trying to it it just made me more yeah. aware of how I use yeah a word like that. I I get okay, I get that. And you're meaning in the context of the teachings and Yeah. Okay. Um, just because was, it was a weapon throughout this yes. whole entire like it was his double-edged mm-hmm. sword throughout this whole entire thing so yeah here's this man you're looking up to that tells you that you're a victim and you're a problem but yeah. he can help you but he can but you if you're more like him you <clears throat> uh-huh yeah i was thinking of it in the context of dealing with um someone like Allison Mack Mm-hmm. Who... Because she was a victim and a predator. Exactly. Yeah. But that's kind of the dichotomy of when you're dealing with cults and things of that nature because a lot of the key players are also victims themselves. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes like that weird tightrope balance between punishment and protection you know what i'm saying yeah it's like she obviously this woman obviously needs help she right right but is that help is that help and prison yeah it's like does the fact that she psych facility it's like does the fact that she clearly needs some type of help and protection from herself negate what she did to other people and what she did in the process of this. And that's because, I mean, I've said that about the Manson killings. I've said that about, you know, that's kind of the dichotomy of these type of Mm -hmm. crimes and cults because it's like they're culpable victims. But is that even, can you even do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, because we see him. We actually see him. We see the process of the slowly chipping away yeah. at self value. Yeah. And I had to and explain. the replacement of his shit. So, you know, they put that small portion of that, the um, emotional stress or whatever tape in there, where it's like, you know, go oh, into yeah. the depths. Think of about a happy place. And then, yeah, that. And, and Bo was like, why? What would be the point of doing it? And I had to explain to, to him 
the first way to make you mentally malleable is to fuck with your emotions because yeah. you create a space where you don't trust yourself. Mm-hmm. So and that's everything this was about. Exactly. So by creating these extreme, these extremes of emotion, it also creates a very heightened level of anxiety, which then furtherly mentally exhausts you. And you're there, you're essentially there to get all the answers to your life. Exactly. So you already got somebody. So you're already walking in with a level of, already walking in with a level of open-mindedness because you think this person's going to help you figure it out. So Mm -hmm. then it's like they keep you in a constant state of heightened anxiety, a constant state of emotion. Eventually everything sounds good. Yep. And you say it enough that they believe it. You, You know, it becomes part of your psyche. And when you throw in and add in the penances, yeah, um, the fucked up shit that what happened just with the men in general within yeah. there, like all the consequences, yeah, and like the, you just learn yeah. to be quiet, just so, just to hopefully stay safe. It's, I mean, it's like, hate to say it, but it's like childhood. You know, it's like the extremes of some childhoods. You know. It. I feel like this definitely preys upon a lot of people's childhood trauma. Oh, very much so. It's built on the back the God, of preying on figure. childhood traumas. Yes. Like the fact and that yes. he is this like doughy looking suburban dad looking guy is not by accident. No. They need somebody who on, you know, just looking at him appears to be soft and father-like or avuncular, or, you know. And he it's looks like, you non-threatening. Know, he looks very non-threatening. It's like there's a... And there's a... That's why most cult leaders aren't super hot. Because you don't trust people when they're too attractive. You yeah. trust people who are plain. Who uh, look non-threatening, who don't look... They're just people. I'll tell you off podcast, a cult (laughs) leader that I've recently found, because I was like, you're what? (laughs) I was like, this really sucks, because you're really attractive. This is really fucked up. Um, Okay, y'all, ponder that question. Yes. Um, I encourage you to watch The Vow, uh, watch Seduced. We're going to revisit this next week. Yes. Um, we're going to finish this out next week. Yeah, because this is, it, it's still, we're not even, we're really not even halfway in, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So definitely, definitely check back with us next Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, I am, I almost said Lee Ophis from the D Ophis. Lee from the D. (laughs) Lee from the underscore D. You can find me there on all my socials. Shout out to the, I think, New Zealand or Australian drag queen that just started randomly following me. Hey. I hope you're, I hope you found me through this because it couldn't have been through anything else. I was like, oh, work. (laughs) And also, shout out to who I, who is Aisha and where is her place? That's my sister. It's her vegan restaurant. That's her restaurant. Shout out Aisha's place. Yeah. I was like, who is this? Why are you following me? All right, girl. My sister's vegan restaurant. 
work Aisha and Joe Place and all your vegan vegan cuisine. <laughs> it's Keeping good. the niggas fit, full, ready for the revolution, bitch. That will not be televised, but it will be streamed. It's good. We had a vegan Thanksgiving that she prepared for us. It's quite yummy. That sounds. I'm actually down. I'm actually down with that. It's very. I'm actually really down with that. Everything's in very, very, and then she makes these cheesecake stuffed strawberries that. Vegan cheesecake stuff. I can't even say it. They're so good. Because I can't. Let me tell you. I don't like. I do not like most people's vegan cheesecake. Oh, no. This is so good. So good. Okay. I'm about it. (laughs) I trust it. I trust it. I trust it. Like I had her ship them to me across the country. (laughs) Bitch, I know. That's right. Don't worry about the dry ice, girl. So good. So good. All right. Now I'm you want to plug yourself? Um, I mean, I'm on TikTok now. That's a thing that's happening. Uh, and it's fashionably underscore now TikTok Instagram. Can, oh, don't forget to go in her. I was say go, go into, into my bio. Leave, leave your testimony for my support squad. If you've seen, if I've inspired, if you heard me talk about something and you thought it was funny, go. Go do your thing so I can get my coins and then spread the love. <laughs> we don't want to go back to the strip club, Stevie. We don't. You can't send me back to the strip club, Stevie. I'm not going to go. Because <laughs> I'm not going to go. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. All right. Bye.